What's going on, everybody? Well, week three has officially come to a close. I tell you, I'm always so excited come like Monday uh, when it's still really, really fresh. All the Sunday games are fresh on my mind, and I'm like, man. All right, let's, you know, let's talk about what happened. I realized, ah, stupid Monday night game. I have to wait? But it is what it is, especially with a Bears-Redskins game, which I don't think really too many of us cared about. Really, the curiosity is, uh, oh, are the Bears actually going to start coming together? And, you know, they did. They they really did. I only watched like a quarter of that game, if that. And I could tell. I was like, oh, yeah. The Bears. Duh, Bears. Um, they've got something going here. So, first things first, we're just going to go down the slate, talk about my predictions, how bad I am at them, and just uh, any general thoughts around the situation. So, Titans-Jags. Um, I don't know how many people saw Gardner Minshew, the walking meme, um, a.k.a. Uncle Rico, uh, coming in and slinging touchdowns like he did to lead Jacksonville to a 20-7 to win, but uh, that's what happened. I mean, only 23% of people picked Jacksonville. I was not one of them. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, I think we all were pretty, uh, we weren't confident in them. So, you know, but, but oh, wait. No, that's the one that I didn't even, in my pigskin pick them that I didn't even get to in time. Because I actually did the podcast after the fact. But I can speak, rec- speak rec- retroactively. Um, so moving on. Uh, Falcons, Colts. Look, I had zero to little faith in the Colts. Little to zero faith in the Colts. Dyslexia is a serious disease, people. Um, this season, I don't know. I still don't know. I've seen his name flash across the screen a couple times. Can't, couldn't name you the quarterback for the Colts right now. But apparently, they're doing something pretty good. I uh, saw some of the highlights, and uh, people overwhelmingly picked the the, the letdown Falcons. Um and then, as I was watching it, reminiscing on my wrong pick, the announcers like to make it known that, hey, um, you know, Atlanta's always been trash on the road. And then I, then, I ju- then I just felt stupid for not doing my research. But, you know, it's, I figured out the Colts this season not going to be that good. Atlanta's going to sling it together. They got a high-powered offense. And 27-24, Colts take it. Um, once again, that was wild spread. Most people, overwhelming majority, picked the Falcons, including me. So that sucks. Bengals Bills, um, not definitely another game that I really don't care about at all. But the Bills are kind of interesting. They're uh, now three and zero. Bengals are now zero and three. I think they're, you know, Andy Dalton from what I've seen, still putting up decent numbers. Like they're doing okay. It was twenty one seventeen, so it wasn't. Wasn't a blowout by any means, but Josh Allen and the Bills got some going. I actually picked up Frank Gore in my uh, free agency or my waivers in my fantasy league. Um, benched him because I was holding out for Devontae Freeman to have a breakout game. Well, him and Todd Gurley both get, laid me big goose eggs. But then Frank Gore dropped 15 and a half points from my bench, so that's fun. <laughs> Uh, sometimes 
I just it just cracks me up how absolute wrong <laughs> I can be because you you know it's one of it kind of goes back to like you can reason yourself into anything right. I'm sitting there looking at it like, all right, the Falcons are going to have, you know, Devontae, or specifically Devontae Freeman. He's had, first two weeks have been total trash. Like, he's scored barely any points. You know, he's bound to have a breakout week. And it's against the Colts, who um, don't have a good running defense. That was the other thing I was looking at. I was looking at run defenses. Colts', Colts run defense was total garbage versus um, looking at the Bengals. Cause, um, so, Frank Gore over Devontae. And I thought, man... Uh, the Bills, historically, kind of sputtery. Uh, the Bengals have a decent defense, so yeah, maybe that'll shut them down. No. The Colts, one of the worst-rated rushing defenses in the league, and Devontae Freeman, I mean, he got me 11 points. So, not, you know, you're getting above 10, at least. Gurley had almost not, uh, like five or something stupid like that, so... Just a rough week. Just goes to show you, I'm just like, man, you can sit there and talk about it and talk about it, and then you get the exact opposite result of whatever you reason yourself into. Dead Um But, hey, it happens. I got that pick right, though. I picked the Bills. Feeling good about that one. Um, Dolphins, Cowboys, uh, 31-6 to Cowboys. Um, no surprise there. No real – nothing much to say there. Um, except, you know, who have the Cowboys played yet? Yeah, my point exactly. Uh, Broncos, Packers. That was a fairly close game, but it looks like the Packers have found their stride. Um, they're doing big things there. Twenty-seven to sixteen, they won it. You know, fairly handily. Um, Eagles play the Packers. Oh, I'll get to that. Well, short weekend. The the banged up Eagles play the Packers. It's going to be a tough week for my. It's going to be a tough prediction. Um, just a little foreshadowing there for me. Lions-Eagles, oh, how disappointing the Eagles are, have been, are, am, ugh, 27-24, once again came down last, late in the game, couple fourth down and whatevers, and really the culminate. all this is, is the receivers, the second string receivers, just letting Carson Wentz down. This man is out here fighting for his life, and these guys can't even catch an open pass. I don't even know how many drops there were. I know there was a touchdown. There was a, um, it would have been a first down catch. Um, a couple of those. I mean, it was just, it was hard to watch. And oh, guess what? Now we have a short week on Thursday night football, and half the team's injured. Well, this is fun. So against oh the Packers, yeah. Not looking forward to Thursday night football at all. Um, surprisingly so. I mean, realistically, when I watched the game, obviously. Um, I know you guys are stoked about getting overly, uh, getting, it's heavy-handed when it comes to the Eagles commentary, but everyone else is kind of, eh. <laughs> sorry, product of listening to somebody who favors the Eagles. Anyways, it shouldn't have been that close. The Lions looked way better they should have but the Eagles defense were stringing stuff together and keeping them in it so at least something's going right on one side of the ball uh game of the week uh which was I think we could all agree on Ravens Chiefs I saw a great meme oh can I find it yeah I can find it real quick and read it to you it's a classic meme going back to um going Going back a little ways, sorry, the dogs want to play right by my table, and they keep moving my table, 
Um, really pissing me off. So it shows Mahomes, cigarette behind the ear, cigarette in mouth, and it says, Lamar Jackson, Bo Jackson, the Jackson 5, everyone in Jackson, Mississippi, don't matter, Chiefs by 20. <laughs> oh, man, I thought that was really funny. I haven't, that's, a, that's a classic meme that I haven't seen in a while, so it was a little throwback there. Uh, Chiefs took it still, just showing their dominance. I mean, they are just, they are kind of the team right now. I think they're probably, they're right next to the Patriots. I would honestly put them over the Patriots for Super Bowl contention, but, you know, as we all know, it's still the Patriots, so don't get too excited here, folks. Like, I had some guy saying, I had a buddy who's a Chiefs fan who's like, Mahomes is better than Brady, and I want... I said, well, pump the brakes there, big fella. And I guess he was getting at his athleticism because he's two decades younger. Um, it's just literally a generation apart. But I was like, look, he may he may be able to sling it, the deep ball, better than Brady, but better than Brady is a larger statement than he can throw. He's got better arm strength than Brady, who's 41. Um, but the Ravens fought back. So both those teams are going to be good to watch, uh, exciting to watch. Lamar Jackson's uh, really exciting. Uh, so that was a good game. Uh, I picked it correctly, uh, fortunately. But we'll move on to the next one. Uh, the Raiders looking like uh, their usual Raider selves and being really eh. Um, the Vikings seemingly found their stride. So I know I was trashing them on questioning their you know, Kirk Cousins' ability to quarterback and actually pass the ball and and talking about how they were going to be one-dimensional. Prove me wrong this week. I Maybe someone was listening over there. Doubt it, but absolutely prove me wrong because I think uh, one of my leagues I had, Adam Thielen, he put up like 15 fantasy points. Like, did a really, like, they slung it. Um, they won that 34-14 to 14 pretty handily. I picked that one correctly. Felt good about that. And then we have the New York's, uh, the New York Yets against the New England Patriots. No surprises here. Uh, Pats won thirty to fourteen. So nothing really much to say about that, except unless, in, except for uh, on the fantasy line, if you picked up Philip Dorsett, like I did in both my leagues, um, you saw he's putting up bigger numbers since. Oh. I think I recorded before this happened. Antonio Brown getting cut. The man lasted one week. One, like one and a half weeks. Oh my gosh. And then officially announcing his retirement from the NFL. Um, My favorite one is, uh, oh, the memes are ridiculous. But if you, if you ever watch Eric Andre show, um, <laughs> let's see if it's on. Yeah, so it's Hannibal Burr sitting in a chair, guy holding, and it says Antonio Brown's career, and it shows another guy who's holding a smoking gun, pointing at guy in the chair, and it he's labeled Antonio Brown. Then the next frame is the guy, the shooter, looking back at the camera, and. <laughs> It says, how could the NFL do this to me? So it's Antonio Brown shooting Antonio Brown's career and then saying, how could the NFL do this to me? (laughs) Oh, I think it's absolutely accurate. 
Oh my gosh! But the craziness around that man and that man's career. So I don't know what has he's just gone from. I mean, top level receiver in the league to what in the world is happening? Totally gone bananas. And then, and then, of course, everyone capitalizing. Who I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Everyone, there's people capitalizing on this momentum, and then coming out with allegations and civil suits and stuff like that. Not to say that they aren't founded in some truth or there is some truth to them, but you know, that's it's always like, oh, right as one thing happens, then seventeen things. You know, when it rains, it pours, kind of situation. So that. Um, so that has been a hilariously interesting development. But, uh, yeah, I, Antonio Brown, don't really foresee him playing in the NFL anytime soon. Um, I feel like he might try and get signed, like, next season, coming back or whatever, after missing a year and realizing, man, I want to play football. But he may not. Um, I overheard a conversation about how he apparently enrolled in college, something like I don't know. I don't know. But it is what it is. Um, anyways, we'll move on. So, yeah, pick the Pats over the Jets. That was an easy one. This next one, the disappointing Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you. They're playing the New York Trash Giants. And everyone was like, yeah, Tampa Bay should win, even though they're not that good. But anybody's better than the Giants, especially when they lose Saquon. Um, funny meme on that. Uh, there was a picture of Saquon being crutched out, and it the announcement was that uh, Giants fans are now on suicide watch. <laughs> Um, which man, if if, Giants fan, like, yeah, seriously, but Hey, I think there is some hope after seeing the result 32, 31, they pieced it together. They won thanks to a missed field goal right at the end by the bucks. So, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, cool, I guess. I don't know what to think about it. Um, Panthers Cardinals. Kyle Allen, uh, that's one of those more where it's like, man, it just makes you feel like a real doofus. Because you're like, oh, yeah, the Cardinals, because Cam's out, Kyle Allen, no one, it's a bunch of unknowns. And Kyle Allen comes out and slings touchdowns, four of them. And now people are like, do we even need Cam? I don't know. Kyle Allen might be that dude. But I think we all have to be aware of the possibility of like, hey, look, you come in, your first start like this situation, and you light it up. It's not always indicative, you know, it's this is a long season. Can you keep it up and, and remain consistent? But I picked the Cardinals in that one. That one was pretty even split. I mean, it was it was thirty eight to twenty, so the game wasn't really that close, but I mean Kyle Allen and he just lit it up like it was nobody's business. So good for him, good for them. Uh, you know, not really either way. Uh, I will say uh as an Oklahoman, you know, I, I I do kind of cheer for my the Oklahoma collegiate athletes that are now in the um, – when I say Oklahoma, I mean OSU and OU. But so, you know, keeping my eye on Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. I'm not a Browns fan or a Cardinals fan by any means. Uh, you can only be a fan of one Birds team in the NFL. And so that that's, that's a rule that uh, I definitely just made up right here, but it's totally factually accurate. Um. And then the next game, also very surprising. Once again, I picked wrong. Uh, oh, ye of little faith. Um, Saints, Seahawks, and the Saints lit it up. 33-27, so it was seemingly close. But really, the Seahawks clawed their way back into it. Um, but it really wasn't that because they scored. They got to 27 with like 10 seconds left in the fourth. So actually, they got it on 
untimed down because the penalties, the Saints just didn't want to let the game end. Teddy Bridgewater came in and ran things. Uh, shows that uh, you have a full week of practice as a starter, and, I mean, he showed us that New Orleans, is the system is there that works, and Teddy was able to utilize the system. Sean Payton did his thing. Teddy did his thing, and they lit him up. So the Saints are still the Saints, and, uh, you know, they don't have their Drew Breesless Saints, but to some level it's like, hey, there's, you know, it's like the Patriots are still the Patriots. You know, the system is there. The, the team is there. Um, next game was surprisingly close, even though the pick spread was not, uh, but 49ers at Steelers. I picked the 49ers, um, got that pick right. Oh, last game I picked the Seahawks because Breeze went down and Bridgewater did not show well in that game. And then uh, I was very wrong. But, hey, it happens. Uh, 49ers were sput, 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 sputtering. They were looking like they had some sugar in their gas tank. Like, dogs, you got to. After last week and they were slinging it, and he's like, yeah, they'll come out and do good. The Pittsburgh Steelers are struggling. And then I look up and it's like 6-0. to oh, The Steelers are up and it's in the second quarter. And I'm like, what the crap is this? Reevaluating my entire pick. Mason Rudolph, from what I know, um, wasn't anything too impressive. But, uh, you know, it's what they got <laughs> right now. It's who they got. So that's what they're going to roll with. But uh, 49ers pull it out, thank goodness, um, at least for my pick skin pick em status. <laughs> Texans, Chargers, that was also a close one. Good game. Uh, Texans, I had the Texans by a nose, and they won. Now, most people picked the Chargers, but I, I took the Texans, um, and I'm glad I did. But it was one of those where it's like, could have gone either way, realistically, 27-20. And, I mean, I know um, the Chargers were driving there at the end in the fourth quarter and just couldn't convert on a fourth down. So, very close game. I went, that was my underdog, underdog pick. I was in the minority as far as, um, the pick percentage spread of what everyone, um, the majority did, uh, but what everyone picked. So felt good to pick one of those right. <laughs> but the other ones were like severe underdogs. Uh, Rams-Browns ended up being 20-13, to 13, relatively close game. Uh, Browns put up a good fight. But, you know, it's just the Rams went to the Super Bowl. They're just, I think they're just, oh, hold on, I might have to seize. Okay, we're good. So looking at it, oh, maybe not. Uh, sorry. A sneeze doesn't want to go away or happen. It just likes to sit there in limbo, so I can't really, you know, I start to talk, and it's like, oh, here it comes, and I stop, to talk and stop talking, and it's like, never mind. I'm going to sit here and make you suffer. <clears throat> Rams-Browns. Uh, yeah. So the Rams, basically, I would just say they're just a little bit ahead of the Browns. The Browns are still, you know, figuring themselves out, putting themselves together. The Rams are a year, really almost two years now, removed from it, made the Super Bowl last year. And so I think that's what that comes down to is 20 to 13. It was a close game. The pick spread was not close. You know, it was one of those that, yeah, I think the Browns game planned them pretty darn well. And defensively, um, I mean, they held Todd Gurley in their running game. At bay, Jared Goff. I mean, they tipped a couple passes to interceptions from Goff. So, overall, the Browns look decent. Rams, uh, 
not super optimistic about how they looked. I mean, I feel like if they're trying to be where they were last year, they need to they should have they should have beat them a little bit better than they did. But hey, once again, I got the right pick on the pigskin pick'em, so happy there. And then last night's not really a game. Bears, skins, um, NFC East rival, so I hope they lose every game. And so far, their own three. So they're doing a great job at that. Um, yeah, I picked Chicago. So did 84% of other people, and they lose 28-3 to three at halftime. Uh, so I quit watching. And ended up 31-15. So they fought back a little bit, um, you know, the Redskins. But they were – it was like – I remember they looked at it. It was like punt, fumble, interception – Turn uh, punt, fumble, <laughs> punt, like their first like six, seven drives or whatever. It was just, it was bad. There were several fumbles. There was inter- a couple interceptions. Like, first half was abysmal. Chicago was eating their lunch. Looks like they just ran the clock in the second half, though, since they only scored three points. Um, but got that pick right, so felt pretty good. Overall, I got about, I, I was about a, 60 40 spread, I think, on this. Let me see. One, two, three, four, six, seven. Ten versus ten right versus one, two. Ten to six. Yeah. So pretty good. And not bad week. I'm I'm in third in my pick em. Not that you care. So, anyways, let's... Uh, oh, before I move on. If you haven't seen this, you need to watch this. So, and, and I figure, I don't know. It, it's gotten big enough that I think most of the football world will have seen it. And it's not just like an Eagles fans thing. And I get it. You you NFC East rivals, you, you know, you don't want to watch it. But this is actually really funny. So, Nelson Aguilar, who's been the leading receiver since Alshon and Deshaun are out... Um, had a terrible game. He had several drop passes. He looked like Nelson Aguilar when he first got in the league. So it was like this is like him of circa like three years ago is what he looked like, and it was bad. Well, I guess there was a there was a fire in Philly somewhere, and they're doing this news interview of this guy who was helping get people out of the building, and like there's a fire truck in the background. Like they're still on the scene, and this dude's like, man, it was crazy. Like there was just flames everywhere, and he goes, and he goes, they was just throwing babies out the window and everything. But you know, we was catching them, and unlike Aguilar, like, <laughs> which I, I, it's the funniest because it's true, but also at the same time, this is a life and death crisis situation where you are like it is the most Philly like it is the most Philly fan you thing you could do in the midst of a crisis like on the heels of a crisis where there's a building burned down like people could have died and they were then they were apparently tossing babies out the window and stuff like that to to get people out to save them he he takes he takes he, he doesn't miss an opportunity to t- make a slight at and one of the Eagles players who had a poor performance that the whole like the whole city was just railing on. And so he's still like in this crisis in the middle of it. Yeah, we're catching him. Unlike Aguilar over there, like still taking shots. I freaking love it. This is this is part of what keeps me a Philly fan because it's just like that is the most ridiculous, uh, hilarious thing. Um, I love it. If you haven't watched it, just look it up. Just look up Aguilar on Twitter and it'll probably come up. But funny kind of follow up to that is Nelson Aguilar said, 
uh, he handled it like a champ and just said, Hey man, um, if anyone can get me in contact with that guy who was, who's a local hero, I'd love to bring him and his family to a game. Um, you know, trying to get his information. So even though I love in the face of that dude, making a very obvious slight at him, he's like, he's like, he realized that, Hey, that dude was actually out there like saving people. So he wants to help him out. So Props to Nelson Aguilar for Nerves of Steel here because it's not easy to have a bad game and then be, you know, be um, deal with your fan base. So let's get into week four, making our picks. Thursday night football, Eagles at Packers. Ugh, I'm not excited about this. I'm not. Here's the hilarious part, right? So I have a choice to make. Do I care about winning my pigskin pick'em league? And so I go with my football brain and say, hey, look, the Packers have been hot. I think the Packers have got them. Um, or do I go with my stubborn fanness and say, uh, am I really that loyal of a fan if I don't pick the Eagles every week? Because I, I realistically you know, want them to win every game. So that's what I'm working with here. And... You know, I was pretty heavily leaning towards the, you know, just picking the Packers just based off short week and how the Eagles have struggled. But now I'm here staring at the percentage pick, and it is a slight advantage. Let's see. Let's look at the exact number. Oh, it won't show me. Dang it. There's a, it's a slight advantage right now in favor of the Eagles, which blows my mind. But I guess I need to check the, the, the injury status, I mean, of – of uh, Deshaun and and Alshon, so gosh, you know who am I kidding? Not nah, Eagles are gonna Eagles are gonna win. Forget you, Packers. Eagles are gonna win. Bounce back week coming in hot. The receivers. I'm I'm gonna forget the fact that it's a short week. The fact the Packers are hot. The fact the Eagles are injured. Forget all of that. Eagles winning. All right. I may be ignorant, but hey, I'm here. Falcons, Titans, and it's overwhelming majority right now for the Falcons? What is this nonsense? Are they expecting a bounce back? I, I, what in the... Huh. I mean, I guess the Titans did struggle against the Jags. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be that wide of spread. I don't really trust the Falcons. But I'm going to go with Falcons on that one. Falcons over the Titans. I think it'll be a relatively close game. Uh, here's one that won't be. Well, actually, it could be. I stand corrected. They're, they're doing better than expected. Uh, Patriots-Bills. Uh, I'm still going to go Patriots. And so did like 99% of other people. Um, I, realize, I realize it doesn't show me the percentages until I submit my picks. So I think I'm going to quickly submit them and then I can just edit them. Wow, that's some these percent these spreads. I realize it's just going off of like what the majority of people picked, but it does surprise me sometimes. Oh man, uh, I'm trying to hit this fly with my bug zapper while talking and making picks because he's toying with me. He landed on my computer a second ago, really pissing me off. Who like do you know who I am? I'm the Fly King. I I am the Stalin of the flies. Is that, is that a bad reference? Probably. But we do know that it was 20 to 25 million um, 
people at least. So terrible tragedy, but for this analogy, uh, means I, I dominate the flies. <laughs> so there's that. Um, we're just going to move on from that. Uh, yeah, I want them to win though. Uh, I'm going to quickly make, uh, make picks, just check these boxes so I can get the percentages and talk a little bit about them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got me. No, Minshew Madness, boys. Yeah. All right, cool. Submit the picks. All right, cool. Oh, it's still not showing me the percentage? Well, that sucks. All right, well, we're just going to keep doing this. I can tell you an approximation because it's just showing me basically bar graphs here. Okay, after Pat's Bills goes Browns-Ravens. That one's about a 50-50 split, slightly in favor of the Browns, shockingly. Um, But I think people are just hyped up on the Browns. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens with that one, though. Uh, I think there are. I think Lamar Jackson is is real the real deal, and um, he's going to show it. So Ravens giving the edge to them. Oh, oh, sorry about that. I bumped my mic. So if you heard a loud thud or it went pop, sorry. Um, just bump just bump my mic there. I'm struggling today. Um, Chiefs Lions. Uh, that's like a 95-5 split. In favor of the Chiefs, um, that's who I went with as well. I think, I mean, they're really going to be the favorite probably in every game they play. Um, but I don't expect them to go undefeated. So one of these weeks, you're going to have to pick the underdog here. Now, on one hand, I look at the lines, I'm like, hey, Matthew Stafford, comeback Stafford. He's the king of those, like, fourth-quarter comebacks. But I just don't think, I just don't see that happening right now with the momentum that the Chiefs have. They'd have to have some weird stuff happen. Uh, Raiders-Colts. Raiders are eh, Colts are eh. So I'm going Colts. Uh, it's about a 70-30 split there with everybody else, so I'm picking the favorite. Chargers-Dolphins. Um, this one's a simple one. The Dolphins, like I was saying yesterday, it's one thing to be, like, bad, but to be so bad that, like, you're getting beat, like, 50, 40, 50, 60 to, like, 6. That, like that, you don't really see that consistently in the NFL. You'll see like one game like that where it's like everything went right for one team and everything went wrong for another team. But to be based off the fact that like, oh, this team just is that bad right now, that much in the tank, we rarely see. Like the Browns were always bad, but they were like competitive a lot sometimes. And then they weren't getting absolutely blown out either when they were bad. So it's, it, for a moment, I do feel pity for the Dolphins. But I uh, went with the favorite there. Chargers should win. But once again, I think Miami's going to win, like, at least one game. It's going to be a surprise game where everything clicks, everything works, and, um, like, it's going to, you know, nobody's going to pick them. So if people, people, whoever decide, you know, whatever game that is, those who bet, it on, bet on that game are going to see big winnings. Good for them. Next one, uh, freaking hate. It's the Redskins-Giants. I need them. I would prefer a tie because a tie is worse than losing. Because the fact that you can tie in the NFL is silly and ridiculous. They may have taken, they took the name football from the sport, from the rest of the world, um, from soccer. But that's not all they took. They took the stupid ability to tie. Such an idiotic thing. I hate it. Um, but it's not as bad as everybody winning or we're not keeping track of score. Um, 
the Redskins are a favorite, um, even though I think the Giants are kind of wild carding right now. But with Saquon out four to eight weeks, um, I think that updates when, when with then you have a team able to game plan without them having Saquon. I think uh, the Giants just kind of that'll kind of shut them down. So I'm going in favor of the Redskins solely because it helps the Eagles case out in the NFC East here. Um, because the Redskins are 0 three, Giants are one and two. Um, so I need, I would rather have the Giants lose one and just do that much worse. Um, just because that's how I am. I'm spiteful like that. And if you're a Giants fan listening to me, uh, you heard me right. Um, but also you're welcome because I'm vying for you in some way to have a higher draft pick. So shut your mouth at the same time if you're going to come at me about that. Um, just kidding. Bring the trash talk. Love the trash talk. Panthers, Texans. What? Really? So the Texans are a huge favorite according to the picks. I'm tempted to pick the Panthers, though. Like, it's like an 80-20 spread. Kyle Allen lit it up. It was against the Cardinals. Texans do have a good defense. But the Panthers aren't scrubs either. I mean, this would be Kyle Allen's test. Do I go with the underdog here? You know what? I think I'm going to go with the underdog going with the Panthers. I had the Texans check, but I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, Buccaneers, Rams. It's like a 99-1 spread for the Rams. I think the Rams should win, should keep winning. The Bucs um, will keep being the Bucs and disappointing if you're a Bucs fan. Seattle, Arizona. It's like an 80, no, it's a 90-10 spread. Um, even though I, I think the Cardinals are going to stay in it longer than that, but I think the Seahawks are going to squeak it out. It's kind of cool because it's like Russell Wilson is like the first. He's like the original, and like Kyler Murray is now like the newest model of their their type of quarterback, like 5'11", scrambler, but who has just an arm. Um, both were baseball players and I think drafted in the MLB. So that, that's kind of cool. It's going to be like a little like, you know, generational moment, right? Um intergenerational moment so but i'm picking the seahawks vikings bears um people are feeling high and mighty on the bears uh they're going with a 60 40 spread um maybe a 70 30 it's hard to tell with these stupid bar graphs for the bears um man i don't know it's a tough one because the bears looked really good offensively in the first half and defensively really stout the vikings I think that'll be a good game. I'm going to go with the underdogs, though. I'm going to go with the Vikes. Going, feeling, feeling frosty, going with the underdogs there, picking the, uh, picking the Vikings against the Bears next week. Jacksonville at Denver. Oh, looks like another underdog I'm going to pick. Denver is the favorite here. It's about a 60-40 spread. Um, but Gardner Minshew, the walking legend. Uncle Rico's going to lead the Jags to a dub. I'm calling it right now. It's who I'm picking. Next week, be, be ready to be humbled by my ambitious pick. Um, that or Gardner's going to struggle, and we're going to say, oh, yep, it was just first game magic. Cowboys Saints, I think that'll be a really good game. That's a Sunday night football game um, overall, but Cowboys suck, and I hate them. Um, you guys... Listeners, you're going to have to learn to discern when I go into NFC East mode, as I call it, where it's uh, I'm obligated to just um, always have trash talk going behind, um, especially if I'm – there's a difference, right? I'm going to call it like kind of my football, like 
analyst mode versus fan mode or NFC East mode, whatever you want to call it, you know, and where it's like, hey, they say it's going to be a good game, but Cowboys are trash and I hate them. You know, there's, so there's, there's both sides of that dichotomy in that statement. Anyways, Saints are a slight favorite. And after what I saw last week, honestly, I'm picking the Saints, picking them. Uh, that system. And we'll see, we'll see what the Cowboys are made of. First real test here. See what they're made of. I'm going to tell you, it's silly putty. It's a sham. It's fake. They're going to get railed. Fan side. Um, now, football side, I think it's going to be really close. They could win, but I hope they don't. Um, Bengals, Steelers. Uh, after what I've seen out of the Bengals, um, with being able to put up numbers and yards but not winning a game, and then this is uh, this is the Monday night game. This is the tr- the Viking trash compactor of game of the week. Um, or water. Actually, I'm going to switch that up. We're going to say water trash game of the week because um, that's what this is. The Bengals at the Steelers. Come on, man. Looks like another Monday night game that I'm probably not going to watch. I really don't care about that much. But uh, the Steelers are the favorite. I'm going with the favorite here and picking them just because I think the Bengals are slightly more disappointing. I think the Bengals can't win a game, but the Steelers have just enough to win a game. Um, I guess we'll see. I really am super apathetic about that game. A couple trash teams. Um, anyways, let me know your picks or thoughts or anything about um, this podcast that you found interesting. If you want to hit on me for or not what I meant to say. If you wanna if you wanna harp on me for my Stalin analogy, feel free to do that. I don't care anything and everything. Um, but that has been this week's NFL podcast um, with the Rambling Viking. Trying to think if there's any stories that I've missed before I get out of here. I don't think so. Remember, find me at tw- on Twitter at RamblingViking, or uh, you can email me at the RamblingViking at gmail.com. Um, but until next time, guys, 